Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. And uh, you are here, actually, new setting. Everything is new. Everything is different. Because um, I'm here with my beautiful wife, Ashley. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, we are excited to be with you guys for the podcast. And uh, before we make it too far, I'm actually going to send it to uh, my man Justin because he's on from his home uh, as well. What? Justin, what's going what's on, brother? What's go- what's going on? This is new. I'm at home. I'm safe. I'm wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> at least a shirt. <laughs> so, so we're uh so uh, we're, we're taking off uh in a bit of a new way everything's kind of changing a little bit as we know uh the uh with everything going on uh with the podcast and uh our sermons and our church services all those things have changed because uh COVID-19 coronavirus <laughs> changed everything and so um yeah, we're we're coming to you. Ash actually is we're actually coming to you from our house, right, Ash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell tell everyone hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so this is her first podcast, so she's nervous. We're gonna break the ice. Um, so before we get into it, Ashley, they all see your beautiful face. First of all, everyone knows she exists, right? She's you've been seeing her more and more. Uh, on Sundays, I would talk about her, and everyone would be like, "Who is she?" Because she won't come on stage. Uh, but uh, you're so. How can they find you if they want to follow you on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, Instagram, it's at Ashley Living, and Twitter, it's at it's Ashley. <laughs> so, if you want to follow her, just don't follow her too closely um fellas she's taken so <laughs> um so anyways justin uh pivot over panic yep. man uh it's what we talked about on sunday what'd you think what were uh you got what is coming the thoughts that you had uh coming out of that from sunday morning no i thought it was i thought it was good you know it was it's very timely i mean when you look at what's happening right now just in the world obviously on certain times and things are crazy and and it's it's really easy for people to um, to panic. I mean, I mean, and and I get it. Like if if this was ever a time for people to be panicky, this is, if this is kind of one of those times, especially as, as the virus is hitting closer to home for, for certain people and, and things like that. But, um, it was just a good reminder of in these certain times, how as believers, we should we should be, you know, treating a, a situation like this, you know, and not letting panic or fear get the best of us and how everything can be even an opportunity in some way, you know? So, um, I thought it was a good message. I thought it was, I thought it was very timely, obviously. And that was the, that's the idea behind it for it to, to mean something in the time that we're in. But, um, you know, right now, I think more than ever, these are the kind of messages people need to hear. It's just a reminder, you know, that, that no matter what's going on, these are these are times for us to, to adjust if we have to. You know, that's what we've had to do as a church. I mean, even, even the way we're doing the podcast right now, like we've had to pivot, you know. So, um, yeah, it was just a, it's a good reminder of, of what's happening, what's going on. Yeah, no, that's good, man. We, uh, 
we, we kicked it off, you know, um, by referencing, you know, this guy that I, from the church that I worked out with a little bit. Uh, now, I do want to say before we get too far into this, those of you guys that are watching live, if you have any comments, uh, Justin is monitoring uh, the, you know, the comments. So if you have some questions, don't be afraid to throw them in there. We'll answer them as they roll up, um, you know. And so if you're listening to the podcast, you guys can tweet us, send us an email, and we'll get to those questions in the next episode if you guys have anything. So just let For us sure. know. But um yeah, I, I, so I've been a sports guy most of my life. Like, I love my, – my, my favorite sport is basketball. Um, Ash – wait, Justin, not a sports person, right, Justin? <laughs> well, well, I like I like sports. I mean, I, I don't go out of my way for to watch them or anything. I mean, I do like football. I like football a lot. I just um, – you know, I, I, it's not a, I don't talk about it. Like, it's, I don't go around like – you know, you'll never hear me scream roll tide or, or something like that. Um, you know, I, I feel like with Alabama fans, like the, 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 the redneckiest person in Walmart is probably wearing a roll tide hat, you know? So, I mean, that just is what it is. Uh, no, no, no offense to all Alabama fans. Uh, no, I, um, I, I kid with Alabama fans. I love Nick Saban. So if that, if that helps me with that audience right now, that is cursing me out. But, um, no, I like sports. It's just not like, I never really played. I played t-ball for two years as a kid, hated every second of it. And then, um, you know, I never played after that. You know? So when you're five, seven and not fast, sports is not, you know, and very competitive and want to win um, as a three on the Enneagram. You know, when I play sports, I lose at them. So I just didn't play. You know, I did stuff that I can win at because I'm a winner, except when I play basketball. Then I lose. What position so. did you play? In what? T-ball? T-ball. They, they, I don't know. I just used to play in the chalk line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, somewhere yeah, out there in the he, field. I don't he played, know. Wherever. He, wherever you played batter, right? Yeah, I play. I hit, you know. Um, I dropped my glove <laughs> in the fourth party one time, though. So that no, that's but, good, uh, man. No. Uh, Ash, Ash, what uh, what sport did you play growing up? I played softball. Yeah, mm-hmm. like what is uh, what was what was your position? Outfield, shortstop, and pitcher. Sometimes when uh, they needed. I didn't know you played shortstop. Mm-hmm. That means you were quick on the feet. <laughs> <laughs> was that fast pitch? <laughs> so, um, what's your favorite sports now? Basketball. Yeah. You play. You don't play basketball though. Um, I do with Lydia when we work out. Oh, yeah, shout, shout out, out to Lydia. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's. Crazy. We've been married so long, guys. We finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> for the for you office fans, you, that one will make sense. Uh, but anyways, that's uncanny. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we uh, we're like into sports. I love basketball. Me and Ashley play basketball uh, a lot together. Our dogs are in here, so if you happen to see a dog head <laughs> pop up into the shot, that's uh, that's that's who it is. So, um, but yeah, so uh, we're big basketball fans. And um, Ash, let me ask you a question: What kind of sports did you play, or what what did you ever remember having to like pivot? Uh, either emotionally or literally playing sports. Like, is that ever a thing for you? That was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. 
No. Yeah. So tell me this. When you were playing shortstop, did you ever have to, like, make a quick adjustment to, like, move quickly in a different direction? No. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah but yeah. I can't. Yeah. I remember one time I was on the pitcher's mound, and we were at practice, and uh, someone hit a line drive at me and hit me right in the thigh. Ooh. And I should have pivoted real quick to the right, but I didn't. <laughs> she knows what it looks like when you should have pivoted, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> so, no, yeah. so we were talking about working out. We were talking about boxing, actually. Now, Ash, you, you worked out with Omar mm-hmm. some. What was yeah. that like? Intense. Yeah. Very hard. But fun. Like, walk, walk us through Omar's. I know because I was there working out too. Like, what was Omar like when you worked out with him when he was your coach? Um, like a drill instructor. <laughs> Nonstop. If you had five seconds left to finish punching, you were not going to slack off. Like, even if your arms were jello, you were going to keep hitting. Yeah. Yeah, I rem- so I remember a funny story. I remember when we were um, like we were doing our boxing training or whatever, and uh, he's gonna hate me for telling the story, but um, I remember we were doing it, and so we were taking turns like doing hitting the pads with Omar, but we had been hitting pads for like a month, and so he's like, "All right, I'm gonna hit you back though now." <laughs> Um, if you leave like your guard down, so if you drop your guard while you're punching, I'm going to hit you back. I remember this. (laughs) You remember what happened? And so Anthony was, (laughs) Anthony was hitting mitts with Omar and he dropped his guard and, and Omar hit him right in the nose with the pad hard. (laughs) And I've played sports with Anthony long enough to know he was hot, bro. Like he was so mad. Like, you know, if you've ever been hit in the nose before, which I have, we're not going to talk about the situation situation behind it but i have <laughs> that instant eye-watering feeling where you're just like everything goes blurry he, anthony ha, like had that moment where his eyes watered everything he's like <laughs> he, he got so mad he just took the gloves off and threw them down <laughs> so um anyways that's which a funny story normal. from what's that yeah which is normal for anthony yeah yeah, yeah. he's not a big fan of that so um <laughs> But yeah, so o- Omar was the guy that was helping us with that boxing stuff that we were talking about uh, in the in the beginning of the sermon. So, um, but yeah, look, you got to learn to Joe, keep your hands. Joe, up. any there's boxing only, for you? There's only one way. Yeah, I like boxing a lot. I like boxing a lot. I come from a boxing family. Um, my grandfather used to train boxers and stuff, so um, I really like the sport. I like watching it. I never really got into it. We used to spar when I was a kid, like me and my brother and with my dad and stuff, you know, my cousins and stuff like that a little bit, but nothing, nothing big. But uh, my cousin boxes, at least, at least still. Yeah, still Justin's does. cousin uh, fights JP. MMA and boxes. Me and him grew up, we all, yeah. all three of us grew up together, so. Yeah, his dad was, used to be back in the day, we, they used to have the tough man contest down like at the uh, Bayfront Auditorium back, back in the day. And um, his dad, my uncle, used to do those, and uh, was in kind of the local the local scene for that. And my grandpa used to train train boxers. had a had a gym with Roy Jones Senior. Um, they my dad and them lived right down the street from Roy Jones uh, Junior when he was a kid and all that. So they're kind of in that world a little a little bit. So um, I'm a fan of boxing, and I do know when you're training, the trainer will knock the crap out of you if you drop your hands. That's how you you got to keep them hands up. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah no, totally true. So all that to say is we this whole sermon on Sunday was about this idea of pivot over panic and um, how when we get into search situations or circumstances, um, I tried to say situations, uh, <laughs> situations or circumstances, uh, we'll find ourselves in these positions where we don't know what to do um, and the panic can kind of set in, right? And when the panic sets in, um, you kind of become paralyzed. You, you get stalemated, you get stuck. And um, so what we essentially were starting, what we were talking about is you can either panic in that or you can pivot. And we, we actually had something we talked about, but uh, Justin, why don't you kind of give us our opening scripture uh, for the sermon on Sunday? The Matthew? Oh, is that the Hebrew? Uh, Hebrews. Is it, you got Hebrews 11.1? Yeah, 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 I missed it. Yeah, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Yeah, and so, Justin, because uh, some of those words are highlighted, what what out of those highlighted words, like, how does that break down for you? What what do you, what is that translating to you as you're reading that, like, to you personally? Um. Well, I mean, confidence, confidence comes, comes easy for me. Um, you know, and, and as a, as a believer, you know, it's, it's, I mean, that's what faith is, right? There's certain things that we don't know. Like, I, I don't know. There are certain things I can't prove necessarily as a believer, but I have confidence in those things. Um, and you know, the, the word confidence, I think can be, can be even have a negative connotation sometimes if you're, if someone that, that is extremely confident or even too confident. Um, but you know, for us as believers, we have to hold on to a confidence in who, who our God is, who Jesus is, and even what our faith means, you know, because uh, there there are certain things I cannot prove to someone. They said, you know, tangibly prove that God exists. Well, you may not be able to do that, but to us, you know, as believers, we have faith in something. We have faith and we we believe we have proof and we believe that um, there are things in our lives that is proof to us of who he is, but um, so for me, that that word confidence is as as a as a key word in that scripture is very important. And then and then hope, obviously, um, man, I, I can't imagine what people who aren't believers like. What is your hope in? Um, so I have something to place my hope in, and then I have assurance, right? I have assurance in in the faith that I have, and in the hope that I have. I have assurance that 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 is is going to even come to fruition for me. Um, yeah. Did that, did that answer? The, did that do it? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think so. And, and that kind of takes us to the point of, um, kind of our, honestly, the, the first point in what we talked about, um, you know, it talks about opposition opportunity, Justin, what, like what, what are you reading there for that first like opening point? Yeah. You can panic over your opposition or pivot to make it an opportunity. Um, I, I yeah, love exactly. that. Right? So, you can like, you can be in that space where you, you pan, like, you know, and I think that's where a lot of people are finding themselves right now where it's like situation, like, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and, you know, like, man, there's people losing jobs and there's like uncertain, um, scenarios around, um, you know, what's happening to their finances, what's happening to, you know, their income or whatever. Um, and you can panic over that or you can pivot to make it an opportunity, right? Essentially is what we were, uh, what we were talking about. And, and, and when you pivot, what you're not making necessarily an opportunity for you to overcome, but for God to come through for you is more of what we were focused on, uh, this past Sunday, you know? 
Yeah, and and on top of that, I mean, it, a lot of it is perspective, right? It's just like everything else. I mean, even as as churches over the last few weeks, I mean, as a church, we've had to make decisions and and how we change things and like moving things to online. And you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I tweeted a couple weeks ago. To, you know, it's like you know, as church leaders, as pastors, we can look at even we can look at all this like even digital like digital church and going online. Like if you look at it as an obstacle, it is. If you look at it as an opportunity. It is right. And it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, whatever the, you can, uh, it's just perspective a lot of times. Right. I mean, like you said, people are worried about their jobs and those are real worries. Right. I mean, if you've got furloughed or laid off from a job, like that's a real, that's a real concern. Um, you know, luckily we live in the greatest time ever that we all have access to the internet and there's never been a better time to make money online as well. Like if you're crafty at all, or, you know, you can make something and, and, um, you know, with Etsy and Facebook marketplace and eBay and everyone's got crap in their garage and in their attic. If you had to flip like that, that's all real, you know? So, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, there's, there's opportunity in everything, uh, just a matter of being able to find it. Yeah, I think that um, you know, there's plenty of um, ways people just have to be creative. And I think that's the idea, right? Panic paralyzes you. Like your creativity goes out the window. Like, And that's the idea. When you pivot, and that's what we talk about later in the sermon, but when you pivot, it doesn't mean anything changed. Like nothing changed. The circumstances didn't change. The, the position um, that you were in in regards to being in this fight, none of that changed. All you've done is made an attempt to change how you're viewing it, right? Like right. So you're, you're, you're viewing it differently, and that's more the goal. Um, and, and kind of what we were talking about is, is helping you see that when you give it to God, you can view it differently. And we kind of took a journey through Matthew 14. We're not going to read all that scripture today because it's like kind of a journey through most of that chapter. Um, but we were talking about the different aspects, you know, and, and in each one of those, and if you want the full context, go listen to the whole sermon because it'll give you the full context. But um, in, in the the stories, we see like different moments where Jesus had an opportunity to, I don't know if I would call it a panic. I don't know if Jesus was ever in a panic. He was going to the cross and he wasn't panicked. So I don't know if he was going to panic about anything else, but um, in the midst of his opposition, in the midst of what he was going through though, there was opportunities for him to get frazzled. And every time through Matthew 14, you know, there, he, he hears that John gets beheaded. So he goes to a solitude place. When he gets there, there's a crowd. Man, he can panic or he can pivot. So he pivots, right? Um, then he's healing them uh, and spending time with them, and there's no food, and it's getting late. And so he can panic or he can pivot, right? What does he do? He pivots and takes the few loaves and few fish, and he multiplies it to feed the thousands, right? So like, we see these opportunities, and the idea is that we should get inspired by that. And even when we were talking about you know, how God comes through in those scenarios. You know, we were talking about uh, how God took um, things that did, just didn't look like it was enough. You know, when he when he took the loaves and the fish and he fed the thousands, like it didn't look like it was enough. You know, it didn't look like there was an opportunity um, for that to happen. But, man, like God comes through. Uh, and, and, you know, Ash, I, the question I have for you, um, you know, we've been on a, like a tough journey for the last eight years <laughs> you know it's like there's been different different parts of our journey some people know about and then some people don't know about it's just been hard um you know stuff with obviously Jabin, like that's the most 
prominent. That's the one that comes to mind first. Um, your mom, Norma, like superhero of the faith, um, genuinely like super strong woman uh, of God who went home to be with the Lord. Um, and then stuff like Tommy and his wreck. Right. And then like stuff within our family that very few people even know about, like there's been multiple things, but in the midst of all of that, the one question that I wanted you to answer was, um, what were some of the ways that God did come through for you and for us? Um, that even though we didn't see the miracle that we were looking for, those things were building our faith to keep trusting in God. Like we mm-hmm. talked about that some, right? So yeah. like, what were some of those things? Um, well, I think the main thing is what you had talked about on Sunday, how, uh, when we had to go to all these specialty doctors in Miami and Gainesville, it was thousands of dollars for plane tickets. And um, we would just get checks in the mail for $5,000. Like, did not even know it was coming. Um, things like that that showed that he came through for us, even though it wasn't what we were, the ultimate, you know, healing that we wanted or goal. Um, and other things, when my mom passed away, I didn't have any leave at work. Um, some people, some of my, uh, coworkers donated their sick leave hours to me so that I could stay at home for, you know, three months because it was, she passed away seven weeks before I gave birth to Jabin. So it was a, yeah, you had to use all of your maternity, maternity leave. leave. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you're, you're an only child. So it was just you and your dad. Like, obviously I was there, but for you and your dad, it was Mm kind of just you guys. There wasn't tons of family. Yeah. Like helping through that too. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, you know, one of the things that I know you'll remember, because I think at different moments <laughs> in our journey, I think there were times you were ready to punch me when I was saying certain these things. Never. <laughs> so, but I think uh, one of the things, you know, that I kept referencing is like, you know, we would say it over and over, which is like, we haven't seen what we want to see, but we have to make sure we celebrate what we are seeing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that was big for us in these moments of our journey, because it was like, have we seen everything we want? Like, have we seen this miracle that we're looking for? No. But do we need to make sure that we acknowledge, celebrate, and look at the miracles that he is giving us? Like, so have we seen that healing? No. But is he supernaturally providing for us while we're waiting on it? Like, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important to acknowledge. J.O., I don't know if you, you know, if, has, has there been any moments in your life where God just kind of like, did it you know like you you had to lean in and hope for the best and he kind of came through maybe you didn't see like the big thing you were looking for but he kept giving you small provision along the way yeah yeah um you know nothing to the extent like you guys you know are talking i mean um i I think the the biggest one that i can can think about is back you know and i know you guys remember this because your church was involved at a the church I used to be at, you know, we had a kid in our, in our student ministry that needed a heart transplant. And I was real, I was real involved with him and his family, you know, um, and, and helping them out, um, with a lot of things. And he was in Gainesville at Shands, you know, while he was waiting on the heart transplant and we, we were organizing trips down there with his friends and all that stuff. So, I mean, uh, in that you, you, you saw, you saw that kind of thing, you know, where, um, he wasn't a family member, but, but still, you know, it's, it's still somebody you're close to and, you know, just the times being there and, and when it was bad before the heart was available, you know, when it was, when it was not looking good in times where we would, we would pray and, you know, little, little things along the way that looked like little victories until ultimately he did get a heart transplant. He's, you know, he's alive and well today and um, he's, he's, 
you know, he's in his twenties now, like 24 or something. But, um, but yeah, absolutely. You see that you see, you see what God's doing or at least try to. Yeah, I think that that's uh, that's totally true. One of the things that we said in the sermon on Sunday is that God is the multiplier of insufficient gifts, you know, and we, yeah. we made sure to be clear, not insufficient in regards to like our gifts aren't good enough. That wasn't what we're talking about. Talking about the gift isn't enough. Like when we bring something to the table, um, you know, like, for example, um, you know, maybe you're maybe you're listening to this or maybe you're watching this and you're short on joy. Like there, you don't have enough to carry you through today. You're tired, you're exhausted, um, and you're, that's not enough. It's an insufficient, and it's not enough gift. So it's, it's you know, um, God, Jesus is the multiplier. He can take something. When we walk in the door and say, I just got this much faith left, like just this tiny little bit of faith left, he's the multiplier of that kind of faith. He can encourage you and carry you and take you through seasons. So get. I think the big thing that we want to make sure that everyone understands is like whatever you have man give that to the lord if you if you have just a little bit of faith man put all put that all of that little bit of faith into jesus and he can multiply that faith if you just have a little bit of joy that you're clinging to man put that in jesus and he can multiply that and you may say like well what does that mean to put my faith like literally just trust right go back to hebrews 11 1 have confidence in what you're hoping for even though you don't have the assurance because you haven't seen it yet um, and continue to have that confidence and he'll increase your faith. He can increase your joy. He can increase your peace because he's the multiplier of insufficient gifts, you know? Um, and the next thing, the next point that we talked about, uh, is that faith is the hinge point for you to pivot on. Um, this idea that like when you pivot and, and the idea behind pivoting is that, um, when you can see something a certain way, if you can pivot, to the left or to the right. And that's a metaphor to pivot left or right. What would it look like if you changed, If because maybe your circumstances aren't changing right now, what would it look like if you changed the viewing angle of your circumstances? Kind of what me and Ash were talking about, right? Where, where the miracle we were looking for, we didn't get that. So instead of looking at how big our problem was and sometimes feeling like how small God is, what if we just change the viewing angle where we said, man, look, God is doing this and he's doing this and he's doing this. So we're going to view God differently, right? And we're going to make sure we're seeing God for how big he is, regardless of how big the problem feels. Um, so that's what, and faith is the hinge point. It's the thing you use to change how you're viewing it. So you use faith right? What is faith? The confidence in what you're hoping for. And for me and Ashley, like we were hoping for healing for Jabin. So we were having confidence in that healing. Um, but we don't have the, we, we have assurance in what we can't see. We don't know that it's coming. Right. And ultimately Jabin's healing was completed in heaven. We hoped that it would be on earth, but it was completed in heaven. And so, um, but as we were navigating that we were using faith to change our viewpoint, to see God bigger and try to see our circumstances as smaller. And I think if Ash were to be honest, and she's probably not going to want to be on the podcast, but, <laughs> but uh, if she were to be honest, she would say like we, that journey happened at a different speed for both of us. Yeah. Like, so and I don't know if you want to elaborate at all, but, <laughs> but um, that happened at a different speed for the two of us. I think God took me into that space a lot faster um, and I think he did that for me so that I could help um, spiritually and theologically do that, help lead my wife and the rest of our family 
through that as well. Um, but we use faith as the hinge point, faith as the permanent, faith as the as the fixture that we move everything else around so that we can see God bigger and it changes how we view um, our circumstances. So, J.O., you should have two lines there, what panic yep. says and what faith says. Um, what, what do you got there on those? Yeah, panic says, I don't know if God will, but faith says, I don't know how, but I know God will. Right. Right. And so um, it's understanding that we, you know, the circumstances may not change, the situations may not change, but you can change what your, um, your viewing angle is. And it goes from, I don't know if God will to, I know God can, I may not know how he will, but I know that he can and, and we're, I'm trusting that he will. Right. And so in the story of Matthew 14, we see Jesus sends the boat out on the water. Disciples get in the boat. Um, and as they get in the boat, they encounter a storm. Jesus comes walking on the water. Again, this is the fast version. You can go check the sermon for all the info. Um, and he's walking on the water. Peter says, if it's you, tell me to come walk on the water to you. So Peter gets out of the boat. He walks on the water towards Jesus. And in that moment, the storm, uh, he's got his eyes fixed on Jesus. But when he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he puts it on the storm, uh, then it feels uh, all of a sudden he starts to sink. Right. Because he became more concerned about the wind than he was about uh, his faith. Right. He became yeah. more concerned about the possibility of dying than uh, walking on the water with Jesus. And, and you know, I think the question is um, for any of us and all of us, the question we asked on Sunday is what is the wind in your life? What is the thing that when you see it, right, what is the thing that when it blows, it has the power to take your eyes off of God and put it on, put your attention on whatever's blowing around you? It could be coronavirus. It could be sickness. It could be anything. Um, Justin, did, did, did that, is there something, is there a one thing for you, like the wind in your life that kind of has a concern for you? If, if there is, like, what would that thing be to you? Not, not I don't know that I could label one thing, you know, um, I guess for me, I think part of it is just personality tendencies, you know, where you, you, I tend to want to have my hand on a lot of things at once, you know, or dabble in other things and, um, you know, even like professionally, right. Or, or things like that. So I think for me, it's, it's, that can be distracting from the ultimate, what, what I think is probably, um, where, where my site should be or even from a calling or something like that. So I would, I would say that that's probably it is, is I'm easily distracted by the, what could be, if that makes sense, you know, um, I'm an achiever, yeah, right? Definitely. Like, I like, especially that. as a, as a type three on an, any, on the Enneagram, you know, you're an achiever. So you want to achieve wherever you can. And, and that can be hard. And these are, you know, even conversations with me and you have all the time. Cause I mean, you're very similar. Um, but it's like that can be distracting to the ultimate mission of what I think God would have someone do. Um, so that's it. I mean, I don't face a lot of like, you know, no joy in my life. Luckily, I'm pretty I'm pretty stable mentally. Uh, at least I think so. Um, you know, so I don't need uh, I don't have issues like that. You know, the Lord, the I'm, I'm really blessed in a lot of areas, you know, but it is it is those things. So um, uh, that's what I would probably yeah. say. 
Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, for you, you've taken not so much like a fear approach, if you will. Yours is more like ambition. You know what I mean? Like being getting, yeah. getting too fixated on like an ambition or a thing that you're, something you're striving for, right? Yeah, yeah, because there's definitely no fear. I don't, I, and I don't say this like even jokingly. I mean, I guess I, sh- I should make it kind of a joke, but like I really don't fear anything. Um, you know, maybe that's a personality thing as well. Like if whatever bad happens, like I'll make it work. I'll figure it out. I'll adjust. You know, I don't, I don't fear. And I don't have a family like, right. I don't have kids at home. Like if I lost my job that other people depend on me. So that makes it easier to have that attitude where someone that's maybe not in my situation can't, can't take it as lightly as I do. Um, you know, that type of thing. So that, that all helps, but I, I don't really have fears other than, you know, if I if I did chase an achievement and I got off track of what God would have me do, I kind of fear that or the repercussions of that or, you know, how I would, you know, maybe even be letting God down or not living up to the, the plan he had for me. So if there's any fear, it would be that. Um, but it's it's more for me of like it's whatever the world is doing. My wind is taking my eyes off of Jesus and looking at what the what I could accomplish in the world outside of him if that makes any sense, which is that achievement. So that's the, that's the things that I try to, that I try to, um, not look at. I got you. Yeah, no, that's help. That's super helpful. So, um, so yeah, I, and I, I feel you, I think that's also a good, uh, kind of, uh, you know, fine text there at the bottom, a good footnote of saying like, you know, for you at this point in life, like, there's, you know, you, you have, as long as you're good, you know, then you're good. You know? Uh, whereas yeah. other people, you know, losing a job, if you have four kids, that could be significantly different, you know? That's right. Right. Yeah. So Ash, what about you? Is, what is the, what's the wind in your life? Um, well, before it was definitely everything going on with Javen. Um, now it would probably be finances. Like we're, we're good, but like when we first bought the house and, you know, it was such an undertaking and we found so many things we didn't know about and it was costing more and more money that stresses me and takes me, you know, takes my eyes off of like, of God and, and if he'll provide for us and help us through this. And yeah, I think that's a, you, you, um, number one, you're a type five on the Enneagram. (laughs) Yes. So, um, so as a type five, one of the things that you constantly want to make sure is that you have enough. Yes. Right. Um, and so, uh, does that, you, do you see that anywhere else? Like, um, where you're like, man, I just got to make sure, make sure I have enough. Like even like silly stuff. Like, does that show up anywhere else that you can think of? You know what I'm going to say? I don't know what you're going to (laughs) say. We were just talking about this the other day, how, uh, when we're watching TV shows, and I have to research it. Or when we're watching TV shows, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I put the subtitles on <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, so yeah, that yeah, I can yeah. read it and listen <laughs> and have, like, absorb the information so Justin, two different ways. Justin, you'll find this hilarious being an Enneagram practitioner. So we were <laughs> we were watching um, 
the office the other yeah. day and uh she has subtitles on and i'm i hate subtitles because like i read and research all day long when i watch netflix i don't want to research anything i just want to like enjoy it you know what i mean like that's where i want to be i don't want to whatever so um and she's like i love subtitles because then i can know exactly what they're saying yeah. and like i can uh you know i don't remember what you said you i remember? can absorb it two different ways i can absorb as much information as possible and i was like i don't care about the information like i just want to enjoy it and i was like oh you're such a type five because she like wants to have all of that research and like this knowledge about these things that she cares about you know what i mean well i have a question i have a question because the subtitles are way less effective if you're watching sometimes the office if you've never seen it so actually you've seen the office so you know the tone, you know the character's voice, you know the character's personality. So when you read it, it still makes sense. Mm-hmm. To me, subtitles would be irrelevant on something new because you don't get the tone. You know, communication is not all verbal. You know what I'm saying? So I find that I find that interesting. Well, I definitely but I still wonder, have the sound on. That's what I'm saying, though. But what if you were just reading the subtitles? Yeah, I don't understand that. That's weird to me. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're, we're achieving five. throughout the day. We don't need to achieve yeah. more when we're watching Netflix. Not, not at all. Not at all. I achieve both. <laughs> that's funny. No, yeah, it's it's funny. So yeah, we were talking about that. So that's good. She actually, um, essentially, kind of feels like she always has to have more information. One of the things that I've noticed about you, and I haven't said this, so you're hearing it for the first time on the podcast. It's nothing bad. Um, she always has to have a phone charger charger with her. So like she has to make sure she has access to a phone charger. Well, yeah, cause my phone goes dead all the time. <laughs> but even like, I feel like even if it didn't, like you still have to have, like you need to have, like, I got to make sure that I have a safety net to have enough. It's, you know what I, I mean? Even I can, if it's like power that. for your charging <laughs> your phone. I, I get that. I start to get anxious yeah. <laughs> so, if, I get, if I get below fifty percent on my cell battery. Yeah, so uh, I've I've noticed that. I think for me, we're talking about the wind. So, what is the wind of your life? Right, the thing that uh, that um, when you put your eyes on it, it can get your eyes off of of, of God. Right, like it can just be that kind of. Um, I, I you know, interestingly enough, Justin, I hadn't considered like ambition. Um, but I can definitely see that being the case, you know, um, I've always known and God checks me on this all the time that I could totally be the guy so busy doing stuff for God that I, that I could, I could, if I let myself become disconnected from God. Oh, it's totally, totally can be the case. Super easy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I find myself in that, um, uh, in the position of constantly making sure that's not the case. I don't, I haven't gotten there. Um, I think I got there a little bit when I was young in ministry, honestly, for those of you that are young in ministry, like I want to encourage you don't fall into that trap, uh, where you're doing so much for God that you're not connected to God. Um, so I've definitely been there before, but, um, even for now, it's like, that's a constant thing that I make sure. So I think ambition could certainly take my mind off of the Lord and put it on whatever it is that I'm trying to do. Um, and then from a fear perspective, you know, um, uh, honestly it would, and I think it goes hand in hand. Um, I think it would be failure. 
Um, I think that, you know, the wind in my life is, um, in some cases, not, not being, um, the person everybody needs me to be. I think it's, you know, obviously when Jay, when we were in the thing with Jabin, like that was 100% of it, you know, it was like, that was the wind that could very easily take my eyes off of the Lord. Now that we're on the other side of that, you know, one of the phrases, Ashley, you use some, you know what I mean? It's like, if I've gone, like I've gone through, God has brought me through this. So everything else is like, whatever, you know, what I mean? like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would have ever sat here on this podcast before facing some fears. No. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's this idea that, um, that we've kind of come through that fear. So now I think, I think it has always been kind of a fear of failure, maybe a fear of letting people down and maybe that drives my ambition and that ambition can get my eyes off of God type thing. So I think it's all kind of a circular, circular deal. Um, and so, um, I think that would, that's kind of it for me, but I'd be curious about you guys. Like what is the wind in your life? You know what I mean? What is the thing that when it blows, it can get your eyes off the Lord and being honest with yourself? Um, because here's the deal. And this, the, the kind of the last point from Sunday is that God is faithful to walk to us on faithless waters. You know, it's like when the waters are rough, when the storm is big and it's all these things, um, you know, God is faithful to walk to us on waters that make us faithless, you know, and that's the whole point of the faithful series. You know, what does it look like to trust in a faithful God when we feel faithless and God is faithful to come to us, uh, when we feel like we're on faithless waters, when the storm is bad. And so we can have that confidence. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Justin, tell them where they can find more about the church, man. Yep. You can find us online. Transformation church.com or on Facebook and Instagram at transformation Pensacola. Yep. Ash, thanks for being with us. <laughs> thanks for having and the me. weekly follow up podcast with Brad yeah, Justin, and Ash. So <laughs> yeah. And, and John who's in here as well. So, and our dogs, Volcom and Thor. So, uh, so yeah, you guys can find more information on us, um, on the church and all that. Like Justin said, um, Ash again, tell them where they can find you on, Instagram at Ashley.Livin. And then Twitter. Do you remember Twitter? It's Ashley. At it's Ashley. Okay. So um do you guys want to see our dogs before we leave? Is that is that a thing? <laughs> Come here, boys. They're asleep. Come on. John's Come gonna door. tilt the camera down where you can see him. Here. Give me a door. Come here. Give me a door. Come here, Vulcan. Vulcan's like, no, I'm not doing it. There you go, John. Right. Tilt the camera down. Let it let everyone see them. These are our boys. <laughs> so <laughs> so they're lazy um but here so anyways hey listen thank you guys for being with us um we appreciate you uh if you need anything uh please let us know definitely during this time coronavirus and everything going on if we can help in any way if we can be a prayer if we can have uh be praying with you about anything make sure you use our website i know it's one thing we we don't often mention but during all this season we definitely want to stay connected to you so uh, if you have a prayer request you can let us know uh all that is available on the website and if you're a transformation church member if you're local here and i would actually dare say maybe if you're not if you're just a listener to the podcast we actually are launching our online groups so if you want to connect to our online community i would encourage you to do that man get connected to our online small groups that are going right now 
and uh, you can meet some people face to face and uh, and get to connect with folks. So there's our absolutely. the big baby there. So, um, but yeah, absolutely, we'd love to get to know you uh, on on a personal level with some of our small groups. So make sure you get plugged in with that. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you catch us next week, uh, Brad, Justin, and hopefully Ash for the Transformation Church weekly follow up podcast. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.